Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. Happy New Year. It is. Yeah. It is almost. You know, it's right there. You the know. first thing I had this morning was a spoonful of chocolate sauce. Oh, like a, like out of a squirty bottle. It was out of a squirty bottle. <laughs> I got to the end of a I got to the end of a squirty bottle of chocolate last night, and then I looked and realized that I had another empty bottle of squirty chocolate sitting next to it. And I said, you know, I kept that second one because I was going to try and get the chocolate out. Mm -hmm. So I got a little tray and I turned the bottles upside down to get the chocolate to drip out during the night. Okay. I woke up this morning and the chocolate had, yeah, dripped out, but not, it's not like it was clean. Hmm. Not like the chocolate had all dripped out. There was still lots in there. Mm-hmm. So I got a little teeny spoon and I started to try and work the chocolate out. <laughs> you, but did I, all, you did all this this morning. Yeah, and you know this is this is what the acknowledgement that I set my alarm for nine forty five. Wow! 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 So uh, then I and then I don't know why I hadn't thought of this. You know, usually the reason I don't do this is I don't like to microwave plastic. This is just, it's one of those... I, was, I wasn't going to say, but my life hack would be, as you know, I'm a master of the microwave. And mm-hmm. in that case, you're not looking to molten-ify your chocolates. You just want it to be loose. Right. So I, that for me, that's a 10-second job. Yeah. And, that's, and I was sitting there and I was thinking, what would Merlin do? Yeah, really? Oh, thanks, you buddy. Know. <laughs> Which I ask, oh, I ask 15 times a day, what would Merlin do in this situation? <laughs> How's it working out? <laughs> well, in most cases, I put a blanket over my head. You end up anxious <laughs> under a blanket. And I'm like, oh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I don't follow why his was, Why more. am I so scared? <laughs> <laughs> so I put the two things in the microwave for 10 seconds. And uh, kapow. Yeah, kapow, buddy. Nice. That's a good way to end the year. You ever have to yeah. work in a restaurant where you got to like, what do they call it? Pairing? Mating? Where you got to like put the ketchup sure. on the other ketchup and make sure. it go into sure. a bottle? Yeah, the ketchup's on the ketchup. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I used to do that at the Red Robin. I used to do that at Kells Irish Pub. Yeah. All, all the places. All the great restaurants. The great restaurants that I used to work in. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the rumor at Kells was that they were orangemen. Oh, no kidding. That's n- 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 Northern. Ulster? Ulster, Northern yeah, Ireland? Yeah, but, but they were repping. They're Protestants. They were, they were repping like they were cat lickers. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, and, but did they march uh, and, a lot? I think orange well, people like to march. Well, they didn't. There's, you know, in Seattle, if you march, mm-hmm. it's always, it's about, it's about a uh, uh, plastic uh, six-pack. Uh, oh, killing, contain- the, killing the seagulls. Not not seagulls. so much for, like, going through the neighborhoods with your no, uh, you're armor not just on. To assert your your dominion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, but I didn't like working there. That was a terrible job. But remember, I hearing make- that, remember hearing that phrase, marching season? That always seemed like such a strange idea to me. In, uh, yeah. in, in um, what do you call it? Northern Ireland. They, yeah, uh, they have marching people, season. Yeah, they march around, then the other ones march around. Mm-hmm. Listen, we don't want to get into the troubles on uh, this sh- We got enough troubles as it is. Tell me about it. Am I right? But oh, man. Last night I went to, uh, I went to a, uh, a Fred Meyer. Do you have those there in California? I feel like Fred Meyer is a drugstore. 
Fred Meyer is one of those stores that has everything. You can buy lawn furniture there. You could get okay, okay. Uh, you get you know fresh bananas. You could oh, get, it's like a Walgreens if it was good. You, well, but you can get Levi's. You can buy Levi's at a Fred Meyer. You can buy Levi's at a Walgreens. No, no. I see. No, so, you know, and, you know my my deal on Walgreens, excepting yeah. the wonderful cape yeah. you bought there. Yeah. My top line on Walgreens, my log line is, it's the place that almost has what you need. You know the thing about Walgreens that they don't, we they don't have the thing you need, but they they have a thing that's almost the thing you need. We talk about the cape a mm-hmm. lot, yeah. But that that visit to Walgreens or a subsequent one, one of the times that I went to your Walgreens, which seems like a like a small Walgreens, uh, we should talk about Greens. we should talk about my Walgreens. Yeah, you're 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 you have a neighborhood Walgreens. Small. Yes, it's kind and, of like but, a city Target. Yeah, but I oh exactly. Right. City, we have a city Target here that's like three stories tall, and that's not what you want. You want to be able to stand at the door of a Target and see all the way to infinity. You should, if you don't feel overwhelmed, it's not, not a real Target. But your Walgreens, I once bought uh, a container of like a rainbow-colored Sharpies. Like I think you didn't you also buy Sharpie. You also bought a giant novelty-sized sharper image flask, didn't you? Well, so I no, we we looked at that flask a lot. That was on the we, sharper image end cap. Yeah, we looked and laughed. Yes. Um, and I'm not sure. Maybe Eric bought it. Okay. I don't have a ton of reason for a flask. Well, does reason really enter into it? I mean, you're you're True. an aesthete. True. <laughs> True. I think I'm pronouncing that True. wrong. True. No, that's fine. You're an aesthete. You know, now that I've branched out into other podcasts mm-hmm. instead of just this little safe space between you and me, yeah, people yell at me all the time about my pronunciations of things. Mm. And I think of myself as an articulate person, but mm. every every single week somebody's got takes some issue with the way that I say something. And I don't what is that all about? I, I, I can't I talk I, like normal. I can't start thinking about what I'm saying, or there's going to be problems. Oh I hear you, and so uh, now my sense is I don't take you off your your topic here. I want to hear about Fred Meyer and the jeans, but it seems to me that on your um, on your jokey uh, war movie podcast, that's yeah. where you get a lot of you get a lot of feedback from people. Oi, 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 Gavalt! Like serious, serious, like uh, it's people who have a beef with your the war part more than the mm. movie part. It's like there there are people out there that are like David Reese who spent a lifetime studying how to sharpen a pencil and wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. And that but unlike David Reese, they get mad at you if you don't know all the you know, all the minutiae of the tiny little thing that they know about. Yeah, this is a thing but, now. <clears throat> but no, it's the uh, it's the it, it, the other show, Omnibus. Boy, they've got a they've got a whole thread going just the l- words that I that Isn't I don't say. Is Reddit, John? Omnibus does not have a Reddit. Good. Uh, the show that I do with Dan Benjamin, Roadwork, does not have a Reddit. Okay. But Friendly Fire and Roderick on the Line both have oh, people no, talking about it on Reddit. Except the Roderick on the Line people only go on there once a year. Okay. It does not seem like it's regularly contributed to. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. We never, uh, you know, a lot of people have contacted us over the year about this program having some kind of external fan organization i got mixed feelings i got mixed feelings but, but our fans have never really organized in that way lots of them have tried there's one there's one super nice guy that's done a like a clone of wikipedia to yeah. annotate certain epito- episodes and i'm, I'm grateful so that he did that I, I, I would just assume people not talk about us at all 
Mm. Just mm-hmm. just enjoy the show quietly. <laughs> I know that that's just, your just preference. Just listen, listen to the show quietly. <laughs> don't play it too loud. Listen all the way through it, 1X, uh-huh, and 1X. then just don't talk about it. You know, I've had quite a few tweet-ups. I know that you... you uh, you tend to grit your teeth through. Oh no, I'm huge. I'm always, tweets. I'm always up in my tweets. I'm always like, hey, check, check me out. I'm getting chilly. But, the, but I've had, uh, I've had Roderick on the line tweet ups. You do various. an ad hoc last minute tweet up a lot of the time, right? You say, hey, I, hey, I'm gonna be on this park bench for 45 minutes. That's right. You know, if you want an I ass kicking, <laughs> I did that once and it was great. Yeah. I was in Boulder, Colorado. I was like, I'm sitting on this park bench in the middle of town. If you want to come, and a couple of people came and said hi. I think, I think I, I did that once in Brighton. I met some uh, young Brighteners. Brighton. Oh, you mm-hmm. did uh, in uh, England. England. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I was on the same stage where um, where Abba came out and sang Waterloo in 1974. Oh, I know that stage. Ding 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 ding. It was a real. Uh, yeah, I was about to step on stage to do a talk that was not very good. I knew it wasn't a very good talk. I was trying something kind of different, and my host, mm-hmm. this really nice guy, Jeremy. I thought he was nice because uh, you know this is where uh, Abba. Did sure. uh, Eurovision in 1974 and premiered Waterloo to great acclaim. I was like, thanks, no pressure. Sure, sure, sure. Just going out there, just wowing, wowing with your jokes about Helvetica. Did you did you feel the pressure of the hand of of uh, Abba through the decades? The hand of Bjorn, absolutely. Yeah. I oh, am an unabashed, <clears throat> unironic. Un- <laughs> I can't talk today. <laughs> Take it up on the Reddit. I'm unironic in my love of ABBA, and I pass it on to my daughter like a disease, yeah. well, like a genetic problem. Looks like, a, like I, got a, I got a CRISPR. I got a CRISPR in there, and I reprogrammed her. To doesn't feel like a disease. That feels like a. That's not a bug. That's a. That's a feature. It's a feature. So yeah. you you like to do tweet ups. Oh, don't like to do them. You don't but like I to do, do tweet ups. You do no, them. I, I do them. I, Is it no less oblige, John? You feel like you should give something back? Mm-hmm. Are you like the George H. W. Bush of meetups? I did that. I did a tour of Florida one time where I drove. I, I rented a Mustang and I drove all around Florida. I tried to get. I tried to hit all the the uh, the corners of Florida, mm-hmm. which, as you know, is a square shaped <laughs> state. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in. Uh, I was in Tampa, St. Petersburg. Yep. And I uh, did a tweet up there in a bar, and it was a it was a lively a lively time, a big success. Was it in Ebor City? Uh, it was right down the center of downtown St. Petersburg. It was okay. on some some hipster bar. There were some St. Petersburg some... names their streets very confusingly. Oh, they have numbers that go up and numbers that go down. Mm, so you could have like, Salt like a city. I guess so. I think there's like a street that's called like Central or something, and then on yeah. either side it moves out in concentric, not concentric, lin- linear centric lines. So you can oh. have like a first street northwest and southeast. Sure. And like six, 16 different streets called Orange. Uh-huh. At least where <laughs> I live. Introducing, introducing nine, I was going to say 9-11. Introducing 911 where I live was rough because... 911 is a joke in your town. <laughs> That's right. Get up, get, get down. <laughs> Never forget. All right. And, they, uh, and so when they had to do that, they had to tell a lot of people in the trailer parks, listen, your, your Fruit Street name ain't going to fly. You sure. Need to have, you need to be something besides Orange. Right. We can't. We can't have all oranges. Some of the people have to not be orange. But it was Florida, so everybody was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> they forgot about it. Yeah, went back to huffing. Uh, it was great, except there was uh, at one point I was walking around the bar and I was shaking hands with everybody because it had been a big. It would had been a big event, you know, and it wasn't. That's it was cool. just like it was really cool, and and a lot of nice people. And I was walking around, and then I realized, oh, this is also a hipster bar. 
And we had our meetup at like seven and it had gone and, and it was like nine at this point. And I was, I was shaking hands with everybody cause I was getting ready to leave. I was mm-hmm. like, well, time to, you know, time for me to go and, you know, go to the motel or whatever and sit, uh, and watch TV in my underwear. Mm-hmm. But this has been great. And I was walking around shaking hands and then I stuck my hand out to this like hipster dude who, um, looked like a Roderick on the line fan. Oh, and no. then I realized he was just a drunk hipster asshole. And this was his bar. Oh no. And he was like, why would I want to shake your hand? And oh, then, geez. then I realized that he was super annoyed by all these people in his bar. All these Tourists. other hipsters. Yeah, these other hipsters that he didn't know. Yeah. Why were they here? Having? Why were they laughing? That's that's what Freud calls the narcissism. Narcissism of minor differences. That's right. The hipsters turn on each other. They are rough. They are, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to like be friendly." It's also kind of like that time somebody. I introduced myself to Colin Malloy in a bar, and that did not go well. Oh, is that right? Oh, it did not go well at all. Oh, what happened? Not as bad as when I introduced myself to John Doe. That was categorically very bad because I was super drunk. Yes, Uh, but I'm the kind of person, I have that flavor of, of, what do you call it, superversion, where you're kind of introverted and kind of extroverted? hmm. What do you call that? Protoversion? I don't call that a thing, but that's a thing. You have a name for that, don't you? Don't you have a name for people who are a mix of introverted and extroverted? Superversion was the name of the original (laughs) cable company in my town. (laughs) Super... (laughs) Uh, but yeah, yeah. Who was I there with? I was in Portland with somebody. You, in, you met you met John Doe in Portland. I met John Doe at bottom of the hill, just barely. Now I nice. re-met him later in a, in a in a sober environment because he's a friend of a friend, and he was absolutely one of the nicest people ever. But he's you know, super nice. He's a very he's nice, and he's he seems genuinely interested in whatever your bullshit is. Really, he's is. a he's... real good sport. One of the coolest dudes. He's very. He was very nice to my daughter on several occasions, which made me very happy. So, so my friend goes. Well, my friend goes to the bathroom, and I'm in, I'm, I'm not having that thing happen where I go like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure that's Colin Malloy. Where am Whoa. I? I'm in, I'm in um I'm in Portland. That sure. could totally be Colin Malloy. And I made I think John, you called the category error of saying something like. <laughs> and I, yeah. I think he called me gauche, but I don't remember. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's a nice callback. Anyway, it didn't go great, but yeah. I, you know, I didn't comport myself well. What did he do? What did he do? I mean, he was very Ivy League about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, we're back to noblesse oblige. Sure. I mean, I when mean, you go to the University of Montana, yeah. you, you have every right. When you've had a hit like the Barrowman's Bowman. <laughs> Um, you learn to be very earnest with other people, or the, or the pirates regret. Yes, you think any of those any of those early EPs, you know, mm-hmm. fair, Fairy Wing, Listerine, uh, Privateer. Any of any of those are those are the kinds of songs. Those are guided by voices. Record <laughs> two, three, four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've introduced myself to a lot of people when I'm drunk, and it has not gone well a lot. Did you ever do a- that when you were drinking? Did you ever introduce yourself? No, 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 no. I because you know Seattle. When I was drinking, the the whole thing was I don't care who you are. Of course, right. So famouses would walk in, and I would go like, huh. yeah, right. That was the absolute biggest response anyone ever got. <laughs> yeah, but I was a dick. Yeah, really. Yeah, but I used to work at a newsstand, and, you know, this was back when uh, Rem, the band, yeah, Rem, was yeah. very popular, very big band. And uh, Michael Stipe 
the first time Michael Stipe came into my store, there it was. Is this the newsstand? Yeah, the newsstand. That was a that was a store that was either busy or not busy. Okay. And when it was busy, there was a line out the door because everybody wanted to buy the New York Times or everybody wanted to get a pack of cigarettes or everybody wanted a stick of gum, something. Mm-hmm. Middle of the day. There's a big line of people and they're all buying stuff and I'm there just ringing them up because I can use a cash register and I can also make, you know, like quick, quippy, how you doing banter with yeah. dozens of people all day long. Just having a good old time. Yeah. And then a guy buys something and he walks out and then the next guy up to the counter is this little tiny man and I'm ringing him up and then I go, well, pretty small. Okay. Pretty small. Was he, he, would, was he, uh, he would he would fit into a Pez dispenser. That'd be so cute. <laughs> and uh, and I conversation I, fear. <laughs> I, I look down at him and he's like, I they airbrushed my face. No, I, nice pull. <laughs> wow. I look down and I go, uh, and I say, Oh, uh, we're How's it going, buddy? Yeah, I said <laughs> box cars are turning out of town. <laughs> I said power lines have floaters, so the airplanes won't get snagged. Uh-huh. I said, uh, <laughs> what, what brings you to town? There's a problem. Feathers uh-huh. iron, bargain buildings, weights and pulleys. And he uh, he looked up and, you know, and he was like, and, and we had a little bubble, right? Because nobody else in the store knew it was him. I was the only one. He he was doing a very good job of celebrity, make yourself invisible. Right, right, right. The kind of opsec, like a like an operative would do. Maybe you put a stone in your shoe so you walk kind of different. You carry yeah, yourself something. different, right? He just, he had his shoulders hunched a little bit. He He was able to... He could he he was great at moving his head in such a way that he was giving just little enough profile to whoever was around him yeah. that nobody could quite see him. He he and uh, you know I met him a, a hundred times since and he he's genius at just standing in a room and make and just vibrating at a frequency that he he becomes. He invisible. seems to when surrounded by an increasing number of people, he does actually seem to shrink in size. At and, one time backstage and, in Atlanta, he was just surrounded by all of these people who just wanted a fucking piece of him. And I swear to God, he shrunk eight inches. He just seemed like he was just turning into himself. I watched him walk through one of those fancy soap stores where the, they mm. serve soap like food. Mm-hmm. You know the ones I'm talking about? Sure. Lush. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's so a thing now. Yeah. I was in Vancouver and I'm standing in a lush. I don't know why I was there. I think I was there just to see how much the food looked like soap. Mm -hmm. And he walked in the door and he did a circuit of the store. I don't think he was looking for soap. Hmm. I think he might have been talking on the phone. Might be an operative. He went through the store all the way around, not moving fast, just kind of moving. Kept moving. He got out of the way. He had somebody behind him that I think was a bodyguard. They walked around the store and then he went out the door. And it was like, hmm. And nobody noticed him. Nobody noticed it was him. The only reason I noticed it was him is that I was in a soap store and I didn't know what I was doing there. He's very good at that. Anyway, so we had this we had this little moment where I was like, what are you doing in town? And he was like, oh, you know, just working on some stuff. And I was like, really? Well, are you guys going to do anything? And, you know, making sure not to say, like, are you playing a show or anything musical? It was oh, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And back and forth. And he was giving me a winky little smile. And I was smiling at him. And we were just having a little time together. And secret. then he was like, yeah. yeah. And then he was like, okay, well, see you later. Yep. You know, yep. like, yeah, I'll, I'll he, catch he, you he on did, the He did the, did the Hodgman. 
Yeah, catch on the flip side. And he yep. was like, zoom out into the world and no one in the store. And, you know, there was part of me that was like, Called you know who that was? Hey. The Stipe exit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, you guys, you guys. But I didn't because I was just like. That was the first time I ever met him. And I was I was uh, I carried that with me. I carry it with me to this day. That's a nice one. That is a if nice somebody, one. If somebody came up and said, um, said, uh, what are what are the ones? What are the what are the five celebrity encounters? Mm hmm. Uh, I'd say, oh, that first time I met Michael Stipe, there was the time uh, Courtney Love came into the store mm. with with two assistants, mm, and they went around the store and found every magazine that had a picture of Courtney Love in it, oh, and geez. brought them all up to the front. Oh, and they, it was does one she of the know times. We, does she know we can see what she's doing? No, I don't think so. <laughs> there was no one else in the store. It was just the three of them. It was late at night, hmm. and it was me and Courtney Love and her two friends, and they were. So they spread out around the store and they were shouting at each other like, oh, my God, you're in Vogue, Paris. Oh, my God. No way. Oh, my God. And they would, you know, they're yelling at each other and laughing and having just a really conspicuous time. Yeah. Whether it was a good time or not, it was very conspicuous. And I, they were only performing for me or for or for the one another. And then, of course, I, being the magazine store guy. I knew every magazine in the store. Yeah. I knew which ones had Courtney Love in it. So I was like, don't forget uncut. <laughs> you're on the fucking back page. Page of, 48 of W. You're on <laughs> model train enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing, I was basically doing a Kurt Cobain impression. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Everything sucks. Mm. And so then she brought up, what's amazing is she brought all those magazines to the front. Usually I would expect that then they would leave with nothing and just be like, and leave all the magazines on the floor, you know, like maybe she has a presidential museum. You know, I, like she's just getting ready to have like her own like archive somewhere. I would love to see the closet where Courtney has collected all the magazines with her picture in it because it would be a big closet. Ooh. Not from recently. No, but it's not so much. Yeah. Great. She's not the Larry Flynn movie and got a lot of press. <clears throat> she's pretty good in that. I liked that movie because it had yeah. uh, uh, my once upon a time favorite actor, um, mm. Mr. Guy. Yeah. Uh, the main guy? Uh, no, the young guy, the dude, the one, the actor that was for a time the voice of our generation. Um, was it Was it PSH? Uh, it was Aldrin. P PSH, Paul Circuit. Paul Saborn. Paul Saborn Hamptonmeister. You're going to make me look it up. People. No, uh, oh, I know the guy. That was the year he was in two movies. Yeah, thingamabob. He was in that in the jail movie. Yeah, I know Jim who you're talking about. Jimmy Jim Jam. You're talking about uh, Norton. And, uh, Edward Norton. Thank you. Got it was it just a, it was a little while there where Edward Norton, I was just like, he was, I'm he was in that and he was, he was in that and he was in the, uh, no spoilers, but he was in the jail movie. Same year. And then he was in the Woody Allen dancing movie. Didn't see and that. then he was in the Fight Club movie also. Yeah, see, and the, the, but when I saw him in the Larry Flint movie, I was like, this actor, yes. this actor rese resembles me and my generation. Yes. Uh, whereas the Courtney Love, I was just like, oh, yeah, I know her. Mm -hmm. She's the one that brings the magazines. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I went to the Fred Meyer, which is a, right. which is a Kroger's. Do you have a Kroger's there? We don't do, do you know Kroger's, Kroger's here. Is? I think, I think, I I, I, it might be one of those things where it's like a best mayonnaise, Hellman's mayonnaise yep, thing, where it's about unions. Oh, you know, is what I'm that saying? why the best Hellman's is that the switcheroo? It's a union switcheroo. To ask Reddit. I don't want to get yelled at, but I think it's. I think there's that. There's what Jack in the ba Box versus Hardee's. Is that right? But there's like are these. Those, those two are resemble each well, other. Jack Does in the Hardee's Box is also something else. 
Hardee's. No, is it Hardee's Jack in the Box? It's there's the other one. Sonic, the Sonic, Sonic's up in that mix somewhere, I think. I'm not sure if we have a Sonic. I think but anyhow, Sonic you went to the Kroger Meyer. Kroger Meyer's. And so Fred Meyer was an old Fred was Meyer. an old brand in the Northwest that we all call Freddy's. Okay. And Fred Meyer's was a great, and I think it's one of those things like Nordstrom's where you're not supposed to put an S on it, mm. where it's Fred Meyer, not Fred Meyer's. Oh yeah, right, like right. it's Nordstrom. It's Fred Meyer. Not, it's Fred Meyer. They have a service mark. I see it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but we all, for the longest time, said Fred Meyer's and Cro and uh, and uh, Nordstrom's, uh, because we remember when those things were like they belonged to a man named Fred Meyer or a, mm -hmm. they belonged to a man named John Nordstrom. F founded nineteen thirty one in Portland, Oregon, where uh, Colin Malloy Fred lives. Freddy's. Fred's. Fred. Yeah. So anyway, when I was a little kid, there was a Fred Meyer up the street from our house, and it was the first place. It was the first store besides 7-Eleven that I went to on my own. You could ride your bike to Fred Meyer. Okay. Fred Meyer was the first place I saw one of the bar, barcode scanners. Oh, the devil, you say. It was the first place I saw a conveyor belt that moved your groceries. Wow. All wow. these things. First time ever at a Fred Meyer. There was Fred Meyer across the street from our house in Alaska. Hmm. This is all before there was a before Kroger got involved. I, I don't know what a Kroger, Kroger in 1999. So, and whatever a Kroger is, I, I don't know, I don't care. Well, we have Kroger in Cincinnati. Kroger's a big Midwest thing. Oh, okay. So, there it is. It's yeah. a thing where... My best friend's mom worked for Kroger. It's like Martin Marietta or mm -hmm. Lockheed, Mar uh, Lockheed, Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin Marietta. Lark, Lockheed Martin Marietta, mm -hmm. which will soon be Boeing. Well, just Boeing. <laughs> They'll eliminate those other names. Anyway, I went in and I, I, I got into this thing not very long ago. I went to the Safeway, mm -hmm. which is also... A no, no. Safeway's what? based in Pleasanton, and they're still their own jam. But aren't they connected to something? Don't they sell some Oh, Safeway that... is also, I think Safeway is also Ralph's. What? Really? I think so. Well, I remember when I saw the Big Lebowski noting that the way the half and half looked at Ralph's was the same way the half and half was styled at Safeway. Ah, uh, it's the styling of the half and half. I'll see. That's where they get you. Ralph's. But Safeway serves a kind of food called Select, Safeway's Select, which is kind of Contra indicated, mm -hmm. like you don't go to Safeway for like. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got, to, I've got to correct this. I feel terrible. Oh my goodness, they're based they in Compton. <clears throat> uh, Safe, uh, Safeway is based in Compton. No, no, Pleasanton. They're out about by the Bart. Ralph's is owned by the Kroger Company. Oh, uh, see, founded 1873 by Ralph. Kroger, I Kroger does Kroger own Apple? They're showing me I'm some Apple find products. Out. So the uh, the store was founded. There's a reason there's no apostrophe. It's founded by George Ralphs. Oh, really? George Ralphs. <laughs> His name was Ralphs? His name's George Ralphs. That's a terrible name. That's wonderful. George Ralphs. George Ralphs. Who founded there's Kroger? No Kroger was founded that. by Bernard Kroger. Now, right. who founded Safeway? Is it Robert Safeway? No, it's Mr. Safeway. That's, well, that <laughs> was my father. Safeway's my father. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> Safeway monster. Normally, Safeway Select I eschew. I eschew Safeway Select because I mm -hmm. feel like it's putting on airs. Oh, it is. Just just call it generic. If you're just going to go to Safeway and get some Safeway food, you yeah. don't have to get. You know, Safeway doesn't have to have a a better class of food because nobody feel that buys way about it. the 365 brand at the Whole Foods. <sighs> uh, the 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 proliferation of organic brands. Mm -hmm. Um, is very difficult for me to parse. I and think I think the 
parameters are pretty shaky. Yeah, like what qualifies a chicken? I bet a lot of that shit has been stepped on hard. If you think, oh, you mean like added baking soda added to it? Yes, they cut it or cut it with glass. I mean, do you need an organic banana? Organic banana organic was a banana. great. They were German. <laughs> down, 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 down. That one for Pink Floyd. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I sit and I study the organic stuff, and basically, it comes down to like a spooky action at a distance. Yep. I feel like which chicken is the least polluted chicken. Mm-hmm. Here and I'm looking around. I'm standing in a in a frozen food aisle. That's a good. That's, that's a good food to check the pollution of. Yes, there are. I sit in the frozen food aisle and I look around and I'm like, I am surrounded by the carcasses of ten thousand chickens, yeah. and some of them have been misused. Mm-hmm. Some of them have yes. been abused. Yes. Some of them were sad. Some of them were pumped full of terrible things. Mm. Some of them were massacred. Some of them were massacred. Mm-hmm. And then there's the best chicken in this place. There's one chicken in this place that had not even a semi decent life, and it's a chicken. So I don't know what you how you measure the quality of a chicken's life. Well, but you can sure know when it's not the best chicken by right. process of elimination. Like a real chicken, mm-hmm. I think at one point in its life had to pull an earthworm out of the ground. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Yes. Like yes. It, it had peck, to peck, have peck, that peck, peck, peck worm. Worm. Mm-hmm. And it had to have that that conflict, that like that frisson. Oh, fortune, fortune fire. Right. Where yeah. it was like me versus this worm. This chicken, this chicken's like a paladin. Yeah. I'm gonna get this worm or the worm is gonna get away, but that's those are our options. Harder easy. I, w- I want a chicken to have had that experience at least. Okay. So with chicken in this in this Safeway or this Croker's is that chicken. And then you're, you're going through these bags and they're like, organic, organical, mm-hmm. organic, organish. Mm-hmm. Um, we got this one over here. We got no soup. <laughs> and, you know, and then of course there, and, be, and be, there are 10,000 chickens in here because there are all the like burritos with chicken in it. And there are, you know, like there are a lot of vehicles for delivering chicken. <laughs> Where is the nicest chicken place and a lot of the time what ends up happening is i walk out of the store with no chicken no chicken because i go i, I can't i cannot determine the best chicken in here and the you, most start, expensive you start, you start thinking about it too much really well, i mean right yeah and then you're like oh is there a chicken in here is this that what i want is a chicken that i want you gotta try that spatchcock buddy you gotta find well, you a no, spatchcock but, but where do you get the chicken oh uh, we get ours from a place called buy right but uh, i'll bet you if you go to your fancy ish <laughs> is it uh r-i-t-e yeah and b-i yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> They're going to have to change the name <laughs> to Polywell. The thing is, sometimes you go to the sa- you go to the Safeway and there's just a, a whole chicken in a bag. And you think, well, at least... <laughs> it's full, full of its toxic juices. Yeah, and you say, at least that chicken is still whole. At least they didn't throw it it's into just like... just sitting there marinating in sick, you know? Maybe. Or, or delicious juices. <laughs> Soy or something. Yeah. I mean, soy conceals a multitude of sins. Does it? I didn't know that. Well, it's very salty. <clears throat> Safeway was founded. This is a pretty baller name. Safeway was founded in April 1915 by Marion Barton Skaggs. That's a pretty Whoa. good name. No, wait a minute. Skaggs. Is that Skaggs Albertsons also? 
No, is it Ricky Skaggs? Because, well, because, because you know, you know, uh, 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 no, because uh, you know, Albertsons, at least in Florida, used to be called Skaggs Albertsons. I did not know that. And then Albertsons, you also what's the what's the uh, partner of Albertsons? Albertsons is also. Uh, mm, Albertsons Wiggly Piggly dinner could Wiggly make his apartment a home. A ch- 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 I think oh, maybe yeah. Safeway. Did Safeway buy it? My mom's good. She got me out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cafeteria Harrison Elementary. I uh, uh, I don't I don't know I don't know Albertsons is somewhat new to me. I remember the first time I saw an Albertsons and I was like, "What is that? A Safeway, but was somebody else's name?" Okay. Oh, uh, 2015, merger with Safeway. Jeez Boom. Louise. Boom. John, pretty soon there's going to be one chicken. There it is, Albertson Safeway. They're, <sighs> they're running chickens. They're running chickens over the border. Albertson subsidiaries. Let's see. Involved, let's see. you got Safeway, Acme Markets, Shaw's. Wow. I Shaw's and Star Market, Vaughn's, Tom I've Thumb. I've seen a Shaw's. Huh? I've seen a Shaw's. I've seen a Shaw's, Tom Thumb, Randall's. Oh, Jewel Osco. I think see of that those? as an Illinois thing. Those are all Midwest Southern things, I think. Julasco, I'm pretty sure, is an Illinois thing. Yeah. Well, I, you know, like the number of times that I have gone to a grocery store in Illinois yes. is somewhat limited. You know, there are a lot of states I've been to a thousand times but have never had cause to go to a grocery store. Yes. Right? I Absolutely. mean, you're, in Illinois, you're traveling. Why, why what the you fuck do you go to a grocery store? What are you going to go and buy a chicken, take it back to your room? What Do I want spaghetti five way? Yeah, I do, but yes. I'm not going to get it at a grocery store. Yes. And that's not even Illinois. Skyline. So at least Skyline used to be 40 years ago. Skyline was good for that. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Did I tell you that uh, one time at Bonnaroo, I was uh, I was uh, leaving Bonnaroo and Ricky Skaggs tour bus hit a guy that was running across the street? You saw that happen? It happened right in front of me, but I didn't actually see it. It wasn't I the titular the- Skaggs. It was probably somebody who worked for him, right? Well, I think Skaggs was on the bus. I think it was a thing where somebody was on drugs and they ran across the freeway in the middle of the night. And this, the bus was just on its way. Skag, Ricky Skaggs had played the show. They and hit a like, druggie with their bus? Yeah, they hit a druggie. And it was Shit. like, oh, we're so sorry. But, you know, My bad. this is one of those things. Yes. Don't run across the freeway in the middle of the night. Don't get baked at Bonnaroo. Start running that's around the, by the buses. That's the thing. And if you're, on, if you're so on drugs that you can't avoid a bus. Yeah. It's like, like yeah, it's I, like in Dragnet, right? The sky is, that, is green and I'm a tree. That kind of thing. Is that a thing? That yeah, happened? yeah. Did you ever see the Dragnet where the guy's tripping? Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about a 60s television level bum, fake trip. Bum, bum, bum. Right, where the guy's like, whoa, man, mm-hmm. don't, don't bum me out with your heavy vibe. It's real bad. It's real bad. Like, it's worse than the mosquitoes on Gilligan's Island, for sure. Is it? Is it worse than Mickey Rooney and Nerds Go Right Me? I must protest. <laughs> you know, that is not aged super duper well. No, it's not good. It's and an what's, what's great about that, though, if memory serves, you got this little guy, you got this little former child star, and he's wearing uh, garb in the Japanese style. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he had a top knot, but he probably didn't. But he definitely no. had Ching Chong eyes, and then they, didn't they put big teeth in him? Yeah, big teeth. Oh, come on. Miss Go Right Re. Big That's <laughs> so ping pong, John. I think, I think they taped his eyelids back so that they. Yeah, really good. I see here that you've sent me a five musicians to whom I've drunkenly introduced myself. Yes. The one being Carl Newman, also an extremely nice guy, also very awkward. You to know walk what? Up. I give up. I don't think I'm ever going to be friends with Carl Newman. I don't think I'm going to make it work. I I, yeah. I don't know how to make it work. John Doe, Bottom of the Hill, X was playing. <clears throat> and he was he was nice about the big it. Show, small venue. Sh- sh- the problem with all of these stories is I ha- always have an anecdote. Mm. So Sharky from Creeper Lagoon, I had an anecdote. Sure. Lois, I had an anecdote. 
Yeah. Uh, and I mainly want to compliment her on her cover of the Small Factory song, uh, Valentine. And right. then, of course, you know, I talked to Brent Nelson about heroin. Um, so was it Brent Nelson or Brett Nelson that you met? Shit, did I get the wrong one? The bass guy on the first record. Because they were both in the band. But, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. I think so it's Brent. Brent. Brent was on uh, it was on the first record, yeah. Yeah, the bass and guy. And then Brett joined later. No, this is There's Brent, a, and it was the one well, where they look like they're doing uh, an Owen Mills photo on the cover. Yeah. Did I tell you there was a time I was? I just want to talk about three years ago today, and he wanted to talk about how difficult it was to take lots of heroin. Oh, I felt bad for him. He was really trying to stop, I think, and I didn't bring it up. But you know, I've been drinking, so hey, I'm talking to the guy from Built to Spill. And he wanted to talk about uh, being on heroin? He super did. Carl, Carl Newman. Boy, that was a heartbreaker. Uh, what's the one really nice place here in town that I used to go to shows at? They sometimes have sit-downs. You guys have played there. The Rens played there. What's the middle-sized club? Uh, the nice one. Bimbo's. Uh, the Bimbo's, yeah. Bimbo's yeah. 365. Standing in the back. I think it was... <clears throat> no, it was Great American. He was a Great American. Nice... He's standing in the back, and it's fucking Carl Newman from fucking Zumpano. And I he walk is. over, I'm like, hey, I really yeah. sound gone through changes. You guys are really, my friend gave me Simpsons. a record. Huh? <laughs> what? You're the guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> I had a drink to improve my social <laughs> I know that's what I sounded like to yeah. poor, introverted, <laughs> fucking Canadian Carl Newman. Yeah, he just wants to have a nice, soft, I just want I want him to know he's loved. I just, and I, I know that crushes people to know that they're loved. I want yeah. him to know that he is loved. I I've still listen up. to Zumpano, and I want him to know it. Know Not for me, do. but for him. Yeah, he just wants to get out of there. God damn it. Carl, I, yeah. hit me up, it's, man. What's going to happen here? He might be listening. No. I, I have rolled up on Doug Marsh so many times. Oh, tell me about Doug Marsh. What's he like, like in the flesh? He is like talking to a log that hates you. <laughs> He's like half a snipe. And so you roll, he he has no twinkle. He gives you no little smile. <laughs> I've walked up to him and just been like, "Hey, um, so hey. Um, anyway, <laughs> your guitar's really good." I, so like, um, I'm John. Uh, we know uh, like a lot of people in common. Like you had the 5, same producer, thousand, he, thousand people in common. You were produced by his producer for your Western State Hurricanes cassette. Oh, who knows how many connections? No, there his are. name escapes me. What's the guy's name? Oh, like, hi, I'm Phil Ecke. Phil Ecke. The problem is Phil Eck and I have had a falling out oh, a long time ago. Now Phil Eck is mad at me for some dumb reason. Is this during the sub pop years? No, 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 no. Later, later, later. Okay. But, uh, but, uh, so, so, uh, so just Doug Marsh, be, you roll up on so Doug I Marsh. Wanna, I just want him to, I just want to say like two, I just want to say two things to each other. Just like, Hey man, how's it going? And I just want him to say, Oh, what's up? Or, I know. That's all I want. <clears throat> best possible would be like, what's up, John? Yeah. Or no, 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 no. Best possible would be like, Oh, what's up, John? Hey, I like yeah. those long winners records. That would be. I would float out of there. I would. I would be like on a. Don't you kind of wish he'd go like roll up on some bum family players though? It'd be nice if he goes like. You know, it'd be nice. Okay, here I'll tell you, it'd be nice. I'll be Doug Marsh. Um, uh, you know, John. Hi, Doug. I think the worst you can do is harm is highly underrated. Oh, thank you. But I go all the way back to the Bun family players. Oh, come on, you do not. I don't want to make it weird, but you. And then what was that? What was the band you used to practice with by the Richard Hugo house? What was that band? Yeah, that was the Western State Hurricanes. The West. Oh, shit, dog. Players practice there, too. I'm embarrassed to mention this, but Phil Eck also produced oh. some stuff from the band. I don't know if you heard of the band, but we'll, yeah. I'm in a band right now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this is a so weird band? for me. You know, I'm a big fan. I'm oh, come on, man. You've never heard our stuff, man. The first record, I loved oh. it. I loved all the records until really? they to get weird sometime in the mid 2000s but yeah gotta go, gotta go. all those all those you you were the 90s to me man you were the 90s i would tell i would tell people from other states about built to spill and yes. they'd be like what yes. is that right they would is that they're kind of they sound like the flaming lips and i would say they don't sound anything like the flaming lips and we would get into huge arguments me i remember yelling at the guy from babe the blue ox because he was like oh i love they, that band they sound like the flaming lips i what? was like they don't at all no. sound like the flaming lips but this was a long time ago. babe the blue ox were good they, were they, good. Were, they stayed at my house one time i feel like they no, it was fiddlehead that stayed at my house that time it wasn't babe the blue ox but yes no i was a babe the block super fan and that oh. was from the era of some truly great power trios there were a lot of fucking really good three-person bands i'm not talking about three people plus singer i'm talking about the singers in the band right oh no 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 three piece, three piece bands is what i'm three saying band. that's right singer plays guitar and so uh, when and you, when you player and a drum. Uh, so when uh, you you know my my first carl newman story was somebody <gasps> came up to me at the bowery ballroom and said you know carl newman's here and <gasps> no. i was a long winter show and they were like yeah apparently he's a fan of the band and i was like no oh man and then every subsequent interaction with him was great until 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 there was some kind of Twitter thing where... I bet you got in uh, a fight with Nico Case. Some Well, he, Nico Case does not like me. Okay. That, does, no, not, was, that does not super schmoop or surprise me. No, 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 no. We she seems like lot, she could hold a grudge. And, a and, and her liquor. Each other. She was a big fan of one of my ex-girlfriends who ended up not being a big fan of oh, me. see. That happens. And then her manager, her mm -hmm. road manager... Has a lot of experience with me too, <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. It's like the Green was, Book, but for John. Yeah, she was getting yeah. a lot of information about me that sure. I back, wasn't back there. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't there to like explain and say like, well, but you yeah. know, sure, yes. But you you weren't yes, there to provide and. context. Yes, and right, yes, sure. all the things that these people are saying are true technically, yeah. but also mm -hmm. and also. Yeah. So no, Nico doesn't like me, and I don't know whether that affects Carl that much. But I, I think there was a thing on Twitter. There was a thing briefly where people picked sides, and I wasn't sure what's why. I wasn't sure what people were picking sides. I'm talking about rock and roll people. No, I understand. I know but, it's real. Like, I, I know it's real. Me now on different sides of a thing I don't understand. Oh, God. There was a there was a thing, and it involved John Worcester somehow, and what? I don't. I don't don't know we all how. like? Do is he problematic? Don't we like John Worcester? Oh, he's very problematic, to me at least. Really? Yeah, I was at a wedding with him one time, and I did not deign to say hello. <gasps> you did because, not deign? Because there was a thing. Because there had be, there had been a thing. I think it was initiated by him. Uh, 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 and uh, he wanted to be like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, I don't think so. Oh, I no, don't John. So. He was in uh, Super uh, Chunk. Uh, Talk to the Hand. He's still <gasps> in Super Chunk. Talking to the Hand. And he's in the, he's in the, uh, in the other band, too. Oh, he's Bob Mould band. Oh, he's his, in his new record's pretty good. Um, and uh, he's in the Goat Band as well. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I know that one. I know the one. The Goat oh, Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that band. Although man. that's just the definition of band. Yeah. The Mountain Goat's like, is that a band? Craig Finn, Craig Finn has a new album. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story about me and Craig Finn? I don't want to hear it. Please. I think I'm going to say you did. I'm going to say you did. And it was a great story. Don't tell me. I can't, brand I can't new, handle it. It's brand new. It's brand new. What about Bob Wolf? You, you got a good Bob Wolf story? I bet he's nice. Is kind of like talking to uh, to Doug Marsh. It's like talking I bet to talking a to Bob Mould is a little bit like talking to Emmanuel about Fortran. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, at one point, I could imagine him pausing and just going beep boop. He seems like he's nice in the sense that he doesn't want he doesn't want to hurt did anybody. You, did he's you not, uh, listen to or read his bio, his um, memoir? It was, it, was a, it was a good book. I don't think that Black Francis would be very fun to talk to. No. Oh. Well, I bet I bet you Black Francis is better than Frank Black. Sure. I'll bet. Well, he's a little bit looser. He yeah. seems he seems like a little bit of a live wire, a little bit of a pistol, a little bit. You know what I mean? I just saw them. I just saw them play uh Hey Come on Pilgrim all the way through. She, she got a new haircut. Uh yeah. <laughs> I like her new haircut. Same as the old haircut. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so but, uh, but you're so gonna ruin Craig this Finn. for me, so Craig long Finn story. time ago. Long time ago. Long, long time. Oh, this happened also at Bonnery. Uh, I saw them. I saw them, the band, their band. The, the hold uh, steady. The hold steady. And then it's not lifter puller, it's hold steady. No, 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 lifter puller. And the thing is, I had, no. I, I can't say dated, but I knew, let's mm. say new. Oh, boy. New, new in italics, a girl from Milwaukee who had been a super big lifter puller fan. Okay. And very early on, I'm talking about like 2000, she had a juggalo tattoo. Oh. And I was like, why the fuck do you have a juggalo tattoo? And she said, it's ironic. Oh. And I said, it, now I think back and I'm like, the year 2000, she has an ironic I think joke. a shirt can be ironic. I don't know if a tattoo can be ironic. Well, that was what I had to say. But she did not seem to be a juggalette in any way, shape, or form. But she got the little hatchet man tattoo. Okay. And she was like, it's ironic. Okay. And I was like, maybe in Milwaukee things are different. Mm-hmm. But so she was a big lifter puller fan then. And like was always talking to me about lifter puller mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. I was in Milwaukee. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later, the Hold Steady came out, and she contacted me, and she was like, that's the guy from Lifter Polar. And I was like, oh, right, okay. So I listened to it, and they were they get, they get became very popular very fast with people like Merlin Mann, mm-hmm. who are music I still, fans. I still like him a lot. I know, I know. Hmm. So I was at Bonnaroo. Now, just wait. I don't story. have any anecdote about him, except that they just make me happy. Long, it's just a short, it's a short, long all story. Right, all right. So I'm there at Bonnaroo, and I hmm. go over, and I'm writing, I was writing for CMJ. They hired me to go to Bonnaroo and write about Bonnaroo. And I all I had was a T9 phone. So I was writing all my articles in oh, T9. No. I would just sit in the audience and I would just be like, I would write this article. And I had somehow the technology to send these, I don't know what they were, whether I sent them as texts or I sent them as mails. But I was just, I was really good at T9. So I was like, I'm here at the show, and it's a very good show, and I like this, you know, I like Andrew Bird because he takes some risks, and he's yeah. a weird guy, and he's kind of a hippie, but I also, like Andrew Bird. yeah, yeah, he's very, he's very good. He's very talented. So I walk over to to the uh, to the hold steady, and I already am mad. I'm mad uh, because of the girl with the juggalo tattoo from <laughs> who liked lifter puller. And I'm mad because they are getting really good press, and it's the same press that Colin Malloy got, which is, these guys are Mm -hmm. the smartest band on the scene with lots of smarty, smart lyrics, and only smart people like them, and they are smart. And I've always hated those bands because Mm -hmm. no one – because they were – you know, they were stealing all that – all those accolades that I felt belonged to me. Yeah. And so I walked over there. You didn't invite them into that vertical, but there they are. They came in, and now I'm not even in it. Used to be your party. And so I'm standing there, and I'm watching them, and I'm like, this sounds like Bruce Springsteen. Oh, God. And then I'm watching it some more, and I'm like, this really sounds like Bruce Springsteen. Well, yes, and. 
And so I'm like, well, so everybody here is going crazy off of this, and it's and it sounds like Bruce Springsteen, and that feels to me like an East Coast thing, right? Like East Coast people, Bruce Springsteen is like Billy Joel. He means something different to people from Long Island or New Jersey. It always where comes it's like, back to Billy Joel, doesn't it? Well, it does. It does because because the first time I went to he's complex. And, you can see he's holding a mask. There's a lot he's to complex. him. The first time I went to New York and somebody was talking to me about Jerry Garcia, I was like, what are you talking about? The Grateful Dead doesn't belong to you guys. He's not from over here. He's from over where we are. Yeah. And they were like, there are more deadheads in New York than anywhere in the world. And I could not fathom it. Hmm. I was like, what do you even do with de- deadness over here in New York? It doesn't belong here. Yeah. And they were like, wrong. Grateful Dead, super big in on the East Coast. So okay. that was hard for me to grasp. But I, whenever I meet somebody from Washington that's really into Billy Joel, I'm like, did you grow up on the East Coast? Is that a thing that you learned from someone from the East Coast? Billy Joel is not generally something that a modern person gets into at age 29. It would be rare that mm-hmm. somebody would would uh, would like put on "We Didn't Start the Fire." Well, that was like twenty seven. Although, you know, who big knows? shot. Yeah. So I'm watching. You know, yeah. Some of it's great, although no corny, but also great. Have you anyway, heard, have you heard uh, this jam, Allentown? <laughs> They're closing all the factories down. That is a great jam. I that really, I really really like it, except you can't literally hang a graduation on the wall. That doesn't make sense. I will you would hang, a, you would hang a diploma on the wall. I will go to bat for that song. I will go to bat for Allentown. It's it's a good pop jam. Oh, it's more than that. It is. Uh, it's the an arrangement. The arrangement of it's so good. It's an indictment of the decline of American industry, man. Almost as much as nine to five. Uh, well, that's a no. That's a union song. Talk about mm-hmm. what a way to make a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, have you ever considered that nine to five and a day in the life are versions of the same song? Uh, they're about a the, morning, the middle, morning's journey. The middle 16 of day in the life. Watch a great bass part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know what else? So it's in, they're both practically in March time. They're both in really fat, like like fast, pronounced 4-4. Four, four. Anyway, so I'm in the audience. I'm watching this. Uh, I'm watching the, I'm watching Lifter Puller, and they sound like Bruce Springsteen. Hold steady. And, uh, and Mr. Guy is jumping around, and he kind of. He spits of, a lot. He's a big spitter. As well. And he, he, he just spits yeah. any points. He's doing this thing. He's doing his yeah. thing, and then they're doing their thing, and they, and and nobody looks like a rock star or even a mu- musician. They just lit. They look uh, like a bunch of people that just. God, like, the keyboard player totally looks like a musician. He's got a mustache. <laughs> keyboard player looks he's, like a musician. That that's the biggest. He's like the warm feeling, but he's tired of all the dehydration. It's like that one band he's where gorgeous. the. Uh, where the the bass player is a goth uh, Interpol, the bass player is <laughs> a musician in a different band than the other guys, and the other guys just look like a jam band. But, and then here comes here comes you know. I'm writing on my T9 phone. That, that album's like 17 years old now. And I say, here's what I say, here's what I write about yeah. uh, the whole study. Okay. I say oh, it God. looks like. A bunch of guys at an office party where uh, they figure out that that is like five of them all played music, played an instrument in college, and they throw a band together, and then the the funny guy from the office 
uh, wraps out of the employee handbook. <laughs> I'm from Amalgamated Central, and I'm here to say. And so I thought that was funny. It's funny, but mean. This was back in the time. This was back in the time when I didn't care about being mean. Mm. I didn't realize I got yelled at one time because that guy, um, that guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? Citizen Cope. Hmm. Julian Cope? Citizen Cope, who's Citizen a guy. Cope. He's like a guy that okay. does some kind of blues, uh, but not blues. It's like something. I don't know what to call it. Okay. But I was playing a show with him in New York oh, at the is. Mercury Lounge. <clears throat> and uh, Michelle Endigolocello was his bass player for some reason. Wow. At that show. And I, I was a big fan of her. And so she I went up. She plays bass show. good. She does, and I was like, you're amazing. I just wanted to say that I'm a fan. And she was the nicest person. Oh, she was cool. like, oh, wow, thanks so much. And she like took me over and had a conversation with me. Like said, here, come over here, and we'll talk while I'm coiling my cables or whatever. And I was like, wow, you're just something else. I don't know why you're playing with Citizen Cope. She was like, oh, well, it's a thing that I'm doing. It's just a guy. And Anyway, he was a guy who, throughout the whole sound check, <clears throat> was really fussy in particular about what was going on in the sound check. And he was talking to his people like um yeah well can i get more you know I, what i need is like more you know can you notch the 4k and can you take out like 11d12 and put in <laughs> this you know and he's just bitching at everybody in this kind of nasal didn't they tell you to put a limiter on that and then the show starts and i go to watch the show and he comes out and he's like Hey, everybody, what's up? What's up? Anyway, here's my next tune. It's all like this. And And I was like, wait a minute. That's not how you talk. And through the entire show, he was just like, yo, yo, anyway, so like this is my next tune. That's, that's, I would call that black mouth. It was like blackface, but for your voice. It was like almost mush mouth. And I couldn't believe it. Mm. And so I was, I became an instant enemy of him forever. But anyway, one time I said something catty about him, uh, like kind of like I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And his manager wrote me and was like, how dare you speak ill of another musician? Have you no class, sir? Do you not realize that we are a special guild of otherworldly people who, you know, good luck to all bands. That should be everyone's premise. And I realized like, oh, shit, 98% of all musicians, pers- you know, uh, like pursue that dictum. Right, right, right. right. You do not talk shit about other bands because no, like the critics are on this side of the wall and we are on that side and never the twain shall meet. If you meet a critic in the world, you are, you should spit on their shoes. They have a a bad job. Perfidious, disloyal. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. And so if you see something behind the scenes, if you see Third Eye Blind has another guitar player behind a curtain yes. who's actually good. Oh, it's Kefabi. If you see something, say nothing. Say nothing, right. Say nothing, yes. So anyway, so I said this about Hope, and I, I pushed Send, hmm. and it went to CMJ, and of course, CMJ bold-faced it. Like put it in one of those boxes over to the side. I think they put it like in like a magazine. pull quote, yeah, a pull quote. Like because a, it was hilarious. B, not one hundred percent wrong. This is hold steady. This is hold steady. Okay. Well, then, mm. very shortly after that, I realized, oh shit! One day I'm going to be in a room with hold steady because we're not that far apart culturally mm-hmm. and this is not a thing 
they can possibly have avoided seeing because I also, at that time in my life, I saw everything everybody wrote about me. Sure. Right. And they're not so big that they're like not seeing what people are writing. Maybe maybe they thought it was funny. One hopes, but I feared not. Mm -hmm. And so over the years, this was years ago. Yeah. Over the years, I was sure that hold steady were mad at me. And it was that kind of, uh, choosing sides vibe, uh, where it's like, oh shit, like new pornographers used to be, I used to feel like we were on the same side, but then something happened, I think with Nico case. And now I feel like Carl, yes. Carl doesn't fave my stuff like he used to. Yeah. Carl doesn't like respond. To, he, he responded to something the other day, but you know, like, I feel like, oh, there's some, there's something missing now. There's attention. Yeah, yeah. He's gotten, he's gotten very political. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, well, but he's. I he's think he's can- in a resistance now. He's Canadian, and that mm-hmm. is, they all are something. Well, they're all radicalized up there. Yeah. Anyway, so Holt Steady just felt like this yeah. thing where it was like they're right over there, they're just right across the street. Yeah, you're, but- you're like a step and a half. You're like, it's like you and they say you're always three feet from a spider. You're a step and a half away from Holt Steady all the time. All the time, and they're peering at me out of their curtains, but they have the advantage. There's, there's also more of them than you. There are, and they also are like you know they 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 put on a little bit of like we're some tough kids from from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this so, year something happened. Yeah, so this year. Oh shit! Just just a month ago, I'm at the last Waltz show that I do every year in Port Chester, New York, and uh, I play the Neil Diamond character in the last Waltz. I do it every year. It's put on by my friend uh, Ramy, who lives in San Francisco, and uh, and I'm there. And every year, there's a you know there's a cast of people that are in it every year. Uh, and so, just, so just for for our listeners, you go and you reenact the last show of the band here in San Francisco, in 1970. Diddley, what six? Yeah, that's and right. And you, you play, like, you do the, there's all the, hilarious in the movie, it's hilarious, all the walk-ons. Yeah. You get Joni Mitchell, you get right. Neil Diamond, you get Neil Young with a booger full of Coke, but you right. reenact the show, basically. There. Yes, we reenact yes, it yes. all the way through. And, and she uh, shall be released. Nels Klein comes and plays every year, and uh, Eric uh, Johnson from the Fruit Bats is there every year, but then there are also rotating cast where every year it's somebody from Dr. Dog or it's somebody from some band that's popular now that I hadn't heard of yet. Uh, the Doc, Parkinson sister. Dr. Dog, is that, are you being silly? No, no, no. Dr. Dog, uh, the people in Dr. Dog played a big role in this show. Oh, for shit. Okay. It's different from Paw Patrol, though. Uh, that's different from Paw Patrol. Okay. And I don't think, yeah, there are a lot of bands that you would think were on this show and have never been, but there are also some bands where, or some artists where you're like, whoa, like it's not a surprise that Mojo Nixon is on it or that, um, for instance, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, his dad, um, his mom died in 9-11 and, uh, uh, Pete Davidson. No, um, his dad was in Psycho Andrew, not Anthony, his name Anthony Perkins. Uh, yeah, so Elvis Perkins. Oh, that's who okay. Uh, he's been on there a few times. Anyway, so this year, I'm, and it's a it's a big clusterfuck of people. It's really fun. Everybody's kind of groovy. It's a big groovy show. And I'm standing there in the backstage, and a guy walks by. And I went, "Is that was that great film?" And so I'm like, I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, 
And uh, he walks by again, and it is Craig Finn, and he's looking at me out of the corner of his eye. And I'm like, shit, that's fucking Craig Finn. Is he on the show this year? So I pull up the I pull up the piece of paper, and I'm like, oh, my God, Craig Finn is on the show this year. Oh Why did I not read any of the emails? A, which is a <laughs> thing I say all the time. Oh, fuck. Why didn't I read any of the emails? And now I'm like, eek, it's happened. It's happened. Mm. And then he walks by again, and he is giving me the side eye, big time. And I'm like, fuck, he knows. He knows it's me. He knows it's me. And he has also, he has given me enough of a side eye that he knows it's me enough that he's been waiting for this day. Oh, God. And I'm like, damn, 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 damn. So I'm there. I'm with and oh, and I brought Jonathan Colton to the show. First year, every every year I spend Thanksgiving with him, but I, he's never come to the show because he's always busy making gravy. Yeah. But this year he's like, I'll come to the show. So he comes to the show, and I'm like, Is that Craig Finn? I don't even think he knows who Hold Steady are. So he's no help, but he's like helping me determine what I'm like. I'm not going to look at him. Is he looking at me? And Jonathan Colton is like, He's definitely looking at you. So now. He goes up, Craig Finn goes up one staircase in the venue. I make a point to go up the other staircase. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know what this is. What kind of showdown is this going to be? We're both like middle-aged. Yeah. And I said said that thing about reading out of the employee binder like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It was 15 (laughs) years ago. It was 2005 or 6. That was you. You'd be steaming. No, it was 10. I was 10 years ago. But you'd still be sitting on it. Oh, I'd be mad. I would still be mad. So anyway, we're walking around. We're doing the show, doing the show. He gets up. He does one of the first songs, and I watch him, and it's great. And I'm feeling terrible. I'm just feeling terrible. Oh, no. And then I'm going down a staircase, and all of a sudden, worst fear, he comes around the corner, coming up the staircase. Oh, and I'm going down the staircase. And we there's and I, nobody's with me, and nobody's with him. And we just, there's no avoiding and he starts off. Hey, are you are you John? And I was like, Hey, Craig, 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 you know, hi, hi, uh, hello. And he's like, Hey, and then he says, Are you still in Seattle? And I'm like, Oh, oh no! Like he's now he knows more than. He knows he he has some. He knows uh, more, or he knows less, which would be bad too. Oh yeah, but he has some facts at least. Yeah, like I was like, "Are you from Milwaukee?" I don't know. And I said, "Yes, I'm in Seattle." And then he's like, "Well, nice to finally meet you." And I'm like, "Wow, it's so funny that we've never met before." And he's like, "I know, right?" And then he says, "You're sober, right?" And I was like, "Oh." He knows facts. Oh, he sure and I, does. And I was like, I am. And he was like, Oh yeah, I was just wondering, uh, <laughs> you know that, you know, a thing at a, you know, something. He says something, 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 something. He's kind of just laying. He's just laying out some ground. And I'm like, <clears throat> So now we're now there's now we're leaning. Are you like, worried I'm, he's doing a little bit of a harmon on you? Like he's just going to keep this yes. going as long as he can. Yes, I'm definitely worried that he's going to say like, "So, what shows exactly do you like?" Yeah, you and like so you like office bands. 
though I'm being really careful to not be like, I'm a super big fan. You know, I'm like, (laughs) you've made that mistake. I have. And so I was, I'm tiptoeing around how to say like, I totally know who you are and I totally have been dreading this. And also like, I I was underpaid by a magazine to say (laughs) something mean. about. Yeah. They gave me $50. (laughs) And I was writing on a T9 phone, but I want to be your friend. I want to be nice. I'm sorry that I was ever mean. I used to be mean. Actually, I'm still mean, but I I never think about the consequences. But now you lose sleep over it, which is an improvement. Well, and it's just like, ah. Yes. And so 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 we're standing there. Now we're leaning against the wall. Now people are coming up and down the stairs, and we're two people that are kind of in the way because we're having a congenial conversation. And he's like, why, you know? I've I've always wanted to ask you some questions, and he starts just asking me like normalish questions. He's like a, he's like a prosecutor. Well, and it's like here we are, and what he is he's treating this event as like two lead singers of two popular bands from a certain time, one of whom him is more popular, but he's kind of doing the thing that Carl Newman did to me, which is like yes, I'm a big star, but I'm actually a fan of what you do. And there are a lot of people listening to the show who are like, neither of these guys are big stars. I've never heard of either of them. A big star is Drake. And you're right. You're absolutely right. None of these people are big stars. We're all just, we're all just in the primordial soup. But from within the primordial soup, the difference between selling 50,000 records and 150,000 records is a big deal. Well, I'd also, I mean, I don't take off topic, but like the, maybe that their pie slice is not as broad as Drake's, but it's very deep. The people it's who deep. like these bands like them a lot. They like them a lot. That's right. The people that like the Mountain Goats are weird, weird, weirdos. But there are a lot of them, but they're deep in it. You are one of those. But you are a weirdo for a lot of reasons, not yeah. just because no, you I, like them. I, I know. You're right. Anyway, so then we talk for a while. There is no tension at all. It just feels like It just feels like I had bumped into... Uh, the lead singer of uh, Clap Your Hands Say Yeah, who I also met at a thing. And I think I'd also said something mean about them. And he and I became super tight, like uh, like stay in touch almost level of tight. And uh, so anyway, so we, we talk and then uh, something happens or it's like I have to go on stage or something. And it's like, well, let's catch up later. Okay, great. We do some finger pointing like kapow. And then we split up and I'm, and I go out and I do something and I'm, I'm not the whole time. I'm like, when is the other shoe going to fall? When is he going to harm in me? When is he going to catch me in something? Over the course of the night, we bump into each other like six more times. (sighs) And each time he's little drunker and each time it is even friendlier. Oh, okay. Friendlier and friendlier. Until toward the end of the night where we have sequestered ourselves in the corner and we're having some heavy-duty conversation about what it's like to suffer. And (laughs) uh, we're over there and he's like, suffering, am I right? And I'm like, you are so right. I too have suffered, my friend. And he's like, yes. You know, he says, who's your CEO? And I say, ain't you? Mm -hmm. Like, we go all the way. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he says, at the very end of the night, he's like, can I get your number? Hmm. We should do something sometime. Be nice if you could enjoy this. But you're, you're still waiting for the sock full of pennies. I'm waiting, but I'm also like, 
I mean, okay, so well, there's just stuff you could say. I mean, publicly, I don't know if it's weird to say. Did Did you like him and get along? Oh, I liked him a lot. He seemed super like a cool smart, guy. Super smart, super yeah. super sensitive guy. Mm-hmm. He actually he's nasty. I think he really is. I think he well, he's like. I mean, he wrote a song about John Barryman. He's he's like he's a he's a mm. smart guy, but he was amiable to chat with. I mean, more than amiable, he was like ready to go deep, wow. which is which is rare. That's a, that's a turn on. I really like so that. We're, yeah, so we're so we're uh, so we're deep. We're all the way in. We're and he's like, we should do something sometime. Like we should collaborate on something. And I'm like, holy shit! You're paying me all this respect. Is this actually a case where you thought that was a funny line, or you didn't even see it, or and you're yeah, actually if he didn't know. He didn't make the connection, probably, right? Yeah, you're actually a Long Winters fan. Hmm. Is that? Like a is that because he oh throughout the whole day he's dropping all this like he's dropping into conversation this kind of flattering knowledge hmm. that he's that he's dropping in in that way that you do when you want to flatter in a better somebody universe, you like. you'd be able to appreciate this well so I'm but I'm so I'm trying I'm to that point I'm to the point where I'm like are we friends I because I I'm into it like I I'm fine let's be friends and now I've got your phone number and so. You know, and so at the end, there's like a there's like a, a convivial uh, hug of fraternity. Uh, there's a like promise to g- keep in touch. There's all the things that you would. There's it never. There's never a harmon. No, no shoe ever drops. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Really. And so I go I go home that night, and I Google best hold steady lyrics because oh. I know everybody loves his lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I was coming into this blind, and so I'm like, "Best hold steady lyrics, give it to me, internet, like lay it out." I know somebody has done a some ten thousand people have done a website that are like, "Here are the best hold steady lyrics." Mm-hmm. And so I read all these hold steady. Now I have no context for them musically. I'm not listening to the songs. I'm just reading the lyrics, and they are good. They're very good. It's a big world, girl, and I can't understand it. We're tiny white specks in a bright blue planet. Mm. Baby, take off I- your beret. Everyone's a critic and most people are DJs. He's a, there's a, he's a there's good a, writer. There's a lot going on. Yes. And also there's a lot of suffering in the songs. Uh, the lyrics are, there's a ton of like, but it's not all just, it's not all just, um, um, boohoo me. Like he, no, no, he, no, writes, he writes about people who are, yeah, very conflicted. There's hurt and pain, but there's mm-hmm. also, it's literary. And this was a problem that I used to have with LCD sound system. Where the fuck did they come from? Yeah. What the hell? Why do they do? Why are they selling out the Madison's <laughs> Like I don't know, what was it? like pss, pss, pss. I don't. I'm not sure what. Oh, I'm not sure John. where they. Why is he that's your. That's your. That's your yardstick. I don't think. Where I don't, you know, he came They're back. Legitimately, really good. I was watching. I was watching a show. Well, he was playing, and he walked back. I'm, I was standing on the side of the stage. He walked back, and he. He moved, he or pretended he did the thing where you, where a producer would reach down and you'd say like, can I get a little more guitar? Mm-hmm. And they'd reach down and touch a knob. Just tap a fader. And you would say like, I, I'm sitting right here. I saw that you did not touch that knob mm-hmm. I, or you touched it, but you didn't move it. And the producer's like, oh no, I just turned up the guitar. And I was like, you didn't, I'm sitting right here. So he walked back. A guy from uh, the 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 LCD sound system walked back in the middle of the show, and he 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 like adjusted a knob on the bass player's amp. Ooh. Like he went, he went back and and did something 
Like he had a look on his face like, mm, not quite, and went and changed the bass player's setting on his amp. And I was like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, that is great. That's theater, some Viking shit. But it's heavy. Like, you mm-hmm. don't go adjust You don't turn another man's head. knob. No, but it, it was it was a way of saying, like, I am in 100% control of what is happening on this stage, and everyone here is doing what I tell them. Yes. Because I can even change their shit. And yeah, you never do that. Eric Corson would hit me so hard with his bass. Oh, really? He'd kick me right off the stage. He's like, he's like, you're but the you wouldn't of- stop the van. The van, if somebody had to pee. Well, no, you don't get to pee if we're. That's what on jars the way, are for. If we're the way into. Uh, if we're on the way into Detroit, you should have thought of that at Hardy's. Yeah, you pay. You pee back <laughs> at the beginning, not in. Not when we're in like combat mode. Okay, come on. Yes, but if I, but. You know, I, I mean, see, I can yeah. turn around on stage and say to Eric, what the fuck about your bass? You want to go over and just like uh, change the little screw on the Beals hi-hat? No, because it would be like walking into somebody's <laughs> underpants. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so about a week goes by. Oh, God. This is really stressing me out. <laughs> about a week goes by. And I see, I see that Craig Finn is playing with Ben Gibbard. At a frightened rabbit uh, uh, funeral in New York City. And Ben was good friends with uh, frightened rabbit guys. Mm -hmm. And I know he was hard hit by Mm -hmm. the by uh, his suicide. Yeah, because uh, because we texted about it at the time Mm -hmm. where it was just like, oh, fuck, you know, uh, this is this is really hitting us, you know. And I and so then I was like, well, what's Craig Finn's connection to Pride and Rabbit? And I Googled that and I saw that they had also played together and were and had made pals. And so now I'm in a situation where Craig Finn is playing a show with Ben Gibbard, my friend. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like and now I feel like I have to send a text to my new friend who whose phone number I have. That, and we have not texted each other since the let's. You're gonna in, you're gonna initiate the contact. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna initiate this contact right now, and it's gonna be about a mutual love of Scott Hutchinson, and it's gonna be about a. Uh, and it's gonna be about like, hey, you're about to hang out with a buddy of mine. Why don't you guys make a? Why don't you do a Merlin Man mm-hmm. and walk up to uh, Colin Malloy and drunkenly say John Roderick to mm-hmm. him. And see what happens. See if you get if you get the high hat. I hope you, uh, hope you get better luck than I did. <laughs> and so I write him, hey, man, you know, like, and this is, oh, you're, I'm taking a risk here. Like, I was at a wedding the other day, and the lead singer of The National was there. Mm-hmm. And we were introduced to each other. And I was like, there's a lot of stuff I could say to you, sir, mm. about, the com- about the friends we have in common. Mm-hmm. I am not going to pretend that I like the national. You know, you know that, that one gal. <laughs> not going to say you know, a word. That blonde gal. Hey, don't you know Nico Case? Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> and he, Joel, Joel, that's his Joel. He meets me. He puts his hand out and meets me. He's wearing an ascot, a fucking ascot. Yeah. He meets me, and he's very on stage. He seems very quiet and reserved, but he's one of these that you're talking about the uh, the 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 sex traverts or whatever, mm-hmm. where he's look he's looking like he's the king of the party. Okay. And I'm like, hey man, uh, or somebody introduces us. Oh, you guys know each other, right? And I was like, no, I don't think we do. And he met me like I was one of the waiters, like, yeah. oh hey, nice to meet you. And I was like, fuck. 
you know, that would have been one where I wished he would have said, hey, big fan or whatever, but he didn't. <laughs> anyway, so I text Craig Finn. This is brutal. And I'm really this taking a risk so here. brutal. <sighs> and I'm, I'm like way out on a limb. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm trying not to be like, I'm trying not to be, well, I don't know what I think I'm you're not to supposed to call him for five, like three to five days after. Well, no, this is like two weeks later or something. It's the rules. And I'm, try, yeah. I'm trying, it's, it's super, I'm just threading about 50 needles, like, hey, man. Mm-hmm. It's a hey, man text. Okay. And he writes back a kind of super fine and super agreeable, but also what reads to me as slightly terse. Sort of like, uh, well, here, let's see if I can find. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> he uh, oh. Craig. Oh wait, how do you spell Craig? A I G. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. So I say it was good finally meeting you at the last waltz. I hope we can stay in touch. I see you're playing a show with my friend Ted Leo. Oh, oh, so I referenced Ted Leo, not Ben Gibbard. So I went deep. I went, I went on the other mm-hmm. side. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 you know, like Ted, mm-hmm. right? Because we man. are all in, we're in touch. Can we stipulate that Ted's okay? It's great. Okay. I mean. Oh, come on. But he's great. Oh, my God. In spite of all the things. Oh, my God. Anyway, I say the three of us in a room would have some things to talk about for sure. Oh, mm-hmm. so I'm just mm-hmm. like, let's let's get this talking. Let's make talking happen. Mm-hmm. And he writes back, yes, so great to meet you. No comma after Yes. And the letter U instead of the word U. Yes, so great to meet you. Three exclamation points. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not sure what that, I don't know what you that means. You don't know. He might have been busy. He might have been getting out of a cab or something. I'm sure I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Yeah. But, I, but it's very, I don't know what it means. And so I didn't know what to say next. So I didn't say anything. Yeah. So now. Oh, that's where you are now? That's where we're at. How could you fucking... Uh, so uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what to do now. Write him and say yeah. I'm. S- I just. We didn't talk about you this say, at the time. You mad? I yeah. You mad? Or like you know? Are uh, no? I should write and say you up. <laughs> like at two in the three in the morning. You up? <laughs> anyway, I went to the Fred Meyer. Okay. Uh. And and the the problem was <sighs> the problem was that I went about a month ago to the Safeway. And I got, I decided, so I picked up a box because I got the Keurig running again because mm-hmm. I de-limed it. Mm-hmm. I de-lime diseased it or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't working. They I need did. maintenance for sure. So that I little needle can get screwed up in all kinds of ways. It was screwed up, but I got it running again. Or actually, let me be honest. Let me just come straight out and yeah. say it. mom got it running again. Okay. That makes and I, sense. Yeah. And I went, yeah, exactly. And I went down to the Safeway and I, and, and they had a sale on those Starbucks Keurig cups. Yeah. Big box of them on sale. So I got it. I was walking around the store with it in my shopping cart. I went over to get, a, uh, to look at the cakes. And over by the cakes, there was a big display of signature, Safeway signature hmm. Keurig cups. Mm-hmm. And you could get 48. Safeway signature cups for less than like 14 Starbucks cups. Yeah. So I did the thing where I put the Starbucks thing down mm-hmm. and I picked up the, the signature because I'm not above signature coffee. Yeah. This is the top of the shelf Safeway stuff. I got it home. 
I started using the Signature Series coffee, Keurig coffee cups. It's great. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. It's as good as anything. Mm-hmm. It's coffee. Better than yeah. It's better than that that uh, that stuff I was using that was in a in like a pod. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, anyway, so I go through all forty eight Safeway Signature cups, and I'm out of coffee, and. Although I've got five bags of beans lying around, I've got like a I've got a vacuum sealed bag of Cuban coffee that my sister brought back from Cuba. Mm. I don't want to get the coffee maker down and start making coffee like a savage. Yeah. I want to use my cups. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my way to the Safeway. I don't make it. I don't make it to the Safeway. I have something else to do. I get over to the other side of town. There is a Safeway. I drive past it. I'm on the wrong side of the street. I would have to pull a U-turn to go to the Safeway. You'd have to take a difficult left. It would be a weird thing. Yeah. I'd have to actually I had to change a couple of lanes and then. No, take, that's no good. I'm not that loyal. Mm-mm. So I so there's a Fred Meyer on my side of the street, and I'm like, I'm just going to go to the Fred Meyer. I'm sure they have these things too. So I go to the Fred Meyer. I'm walking down the Keurig cup aisle, and there's a Starbucks there, Starbucks cups, and they're on sale. But I also know that somewhere not further down this line is going to be some kind of more cups for less. Mm-hmm. So I get down there. Sure enough, here's Kroger Select Coffee uh, Keurig cups, 48 of them for like, I don't know. So it's on sale such that each cup of coffee is like 20 cents. Wow. That'll go down easy. Wow. Like sold. Yes. But, but the Kroger's have light, uh, roast, medium roast, Mm -hmm. uh, donut shop roast, which is supposed to be, I think, Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And then the darkest roast they have is something called medium dark roast. I search and search and search for dark roast. I don't find it. Mm-hmm. I don't find it such that I'm almost prepared to go pay more for Starbucks just to get a dark roast because I don't think I like a medium dark roast. Mm-hmm. But in the end, so then there's a lady there and she picks medium dark roast and puts it in her in her cart. And her like 10-year-old son is talking to her about his fantasy football team. And I'm like, these seem like people I can trust. So I get the medium dark roast. So this morning, right before the show, after I had a spoonful of chocolate, Mm -hmm. I made my first cup of Kroger medium dark roast. Okay. My cup. And it's bad. Oh, no. Is is it the worst of both worlds? See, we're we're, we're the darkest roast kind of family. We're, We're real like... I don't know. Uh, Dad bought about our coffee. We like we like the dark roast. I know the dark, real fancy coffee people like the lighter ones, but we always yeah. get the darkest. If you get the semi dark, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It it's has the worst that of both. It'll be bitter and but not flavorful. It has that sour taste. Yeah, that coffee snobs think is good flavor. Oh, the arabica thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, like a tangy, this, like a Nigerian, or like a yeah. yeah this I know what just you mean. tastes like this. Just tastes like sa- it tastes like it's all. My wife will not have that. She will not allow tangy coffee in the house. No, it's tangy. That's right. It's the tangy and soft. Uh, I think she salt. thinks it tastes cheap when it's tangy. I think so too. Yeah. And you know, Mike Squires is all about like, oh, you know, like here's some coffee that tastes like fucking skunk glands. Yeah. And I'm like, he does I don't that for think a living, so. right? He does it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, 
this is the good stuff. And if you don't like it, you're a, you're a plebe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm a plebe then. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I've got 48 cups. Oh. Well, now 46 because I put two of them in my mug here. I get 46 cups of this like sour coffee I have to get. Save through. it for guests. Interesting. Well, I mean, problem- at least some of them, yeah. The only two people that regularly come here are Ken Jennings, who doesn't drink coffee, okay. and Adam Pranica, who always brings his own Ooh. fancy coffee. That he, he brings gets his at, own coffee to your home. He brings his own coffee, and it's some kind of fancy coffee. And when I offer him coffee, he's like, oh, I'm fine. Where you sleep, where your children play with their toys, he yeah. brings his own fucking coffee to the house? He does. Holy shit, does that, does that go undiscussed? The only the only reason that it is that it goes by that it's fine is I can appreciate somebody might not want a Keurig, but also he routinely brings me an egg and sausage breakfast oh, sandwich. Oh well, fucking a, that was forgiven. So I'm like, do what you like, mm-hmm. act how you like. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> Are you going to try and resolve this in the, in the 20.19? You're going to try and get this worked out with Craig? Here's the thing. I owe apologies to so many people. Do you? Well, don't I? Uh, it, it depends on the color of your crystal. Mm. I think you're waiting. Aren't you waiting for apologies from a handful of people? Well, but I'm, I'll, I'll wait forever. I <laughs> learned I learned a long time ago that none of those people think they owe me an apology. So what are they? Oh, this, gonna, that's the bigger problem. Yeah. Yeah. They're never going to give me an apology. So, yeah, I'll just, I'll be a pile of bones. I see so, what you're saying. It's like trying to fix the environment by not using straws. Like, there's a way right. bigger thing going on here. Right. Like, yeah. oh, paper paper or plastic. Well, you yeah. know what? Actually, like, let's keep avoiding nuclear war as long as we can. I hear that. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. So, yes, I want to, I don't know. But the thing is, I don't know whether, I don't think that the person that goes, let's collaborate on something now is me could that be a case of him just genuinely being a good time charlie in the moment and like uh you know no shade no lemonade but like he's not really like uh, committed to like a whole big thing he was just having fun being garrulous i feel not a mean way no 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 i feel like the fact that he was walking past me multiple times Mm -hmm. scoping me out Means that he had some he had he had a complicated relationship with this exchange. He didn't just walk over and go like, "Oh, hey, I'm a big fan." Yeah. There was like a lot going on beforehand, and I feel like he might have been conflict averse, and so this whole event where we were friends and got all close mm-hmm. and stuff was just his version of dealing with it hmm. you know like hmm. like if i if i met my bully or whatever mm-hmm. and he was nice i would be like okay then nice that's what we're doing we're doing nice like when he said oh hey john i'm craig i could have been like oh what's up yeah uh right the hold steady yeah great mm-hmm. i mean i could have he does he didn't know whether I was a permanent dick or whether I was just writing something funny on my T9 phone and I didn't really know or care okay, about anything. Okay. Right? So he was just... So you're answering my just, question, though. You think, he, you think he knew and remembered the, the remarks? I do think so. Okay. I do think so, and I do think that he was being polite. But I don't know how much 
it was politeness and how much everything he knew about me was genuinely a result of knowing things about somebody that you know things about. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know things about people. I know things about all That's kinds That's going to take people. you a long time to figure out. That's not, you don't just go and ask that. No. And so, but it might, he might text me at some point and be like, Hey, I'm making a record. Do you want to come to like wrap the middle eight? Mm-hmm. You think you'd want to do that? Yo, 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 mm-hmm. notch the 4k. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, this, the, you know, these cables are directional. Pow. Oh, right. Um, and I'm John Roderick. Come to uh, town. My USB is always upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't Skype load like it should? Uh, Why is my cam- my computer made of wood? Like made of wood. Yeah. Right. This has been very stressful. <laughs>